Welcome to the Are We Still Here podcast, where we talk about what really matters for you and your own health and fitness. I'm Jess. And I'm Sasha. And each week we'll come to you with a no-nonsense topic, which will make you challenge your own thoughts and ask, are we still here? Don't forget to like, share and subscribe if you're enjoying the podcast. And let's get to today's pod. Hiya. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, much better than last week. Apologies for everyone who oh, was yeah. waiting for an episode from us and we didn't didn't deliver. That's probably the first time it's had to be because time it's it's first time we've had to cancel it last minute. Yeah, definitely. But just a little knock to the head. I did. Yeah. And I needed extra sleep. Sasha messaged me first thing in the morning and I was still very sleepy. Whoa. Um I was all over the place Tuesday, Wednesday. So um, much needed extra few hours including that little break where I woke up to text you mm. slept 12 hours that night wow which is and I'd had a nap on Tuesday afternoon yeah. and on Monday afternoon yeah. so there's a lot of napping well when we looked at the when I was googling <laughs> symptoms of a concussion um it said it said unusual sleeping pattern so I'm guessing mm. that's a bit right in yeah um, yeah and then being a sad little head, I was also, yeah. I was trying to su- suss some things out for like, for 2024. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I was just getting really down on myself. And I thought, this is not the time. No. This is not the time to try and work all these things out when I'm not feeling, not feeling good. Um, A quick little shout out to Michelle Carroll, because I've just, her substack just landed in my inbox and it's just it made me laugh. The The subject is, I didn't achieve any of my fitness goals. And underneath it says, alert the church elders. <laughs> <laughs> her, that, her one line is so good yeah so really good. Good. there's a reason that we get I think there's a reason that we enjoy having her on so much and enjoy her content is it's often very Simpson related though so that always helps oh so good so good I just absolutely love that just made me laugh then I love that very dry Michelle. that's good yeah um yeah but otherwise are you okay all good yeah got um Oh, I'm off to Italy in the morning. How exciting. I know, exciting. Um, I've just got so much to do today. And it, it, this is in no way like, woo, you know, boomy. Well, I've got those yeah. to do, but um, for, the, for the women here, I've got, I've got to go to get my brows done. And then I've got to, in, a, in one place in Manchester and I've got to come home and then I've got to go all the way into town to get my hair done, which takes fucking ages. Maybe I know yours takes a long time, but it's still it's a it's a big chunk. Yeah, it's a chunk of time that you're just never going to get back. Exactly, and then I've got to do my bike test, which I get nervous for. So like I've got that in my head, and I need to pack. You doing your bike test before your hair, surely? Yes, of course. My hair's my hair's later. My hair's not till three thirty. But in my head, I need everything done before then because by the time I get back from that, this I'm ain't doing nothing. No, I yeah, a test. Yeah, I always think a test is not an afternoon thing; it's a morning thing. That's why, yeah. So I'm just thinking, if I just get that out of the way, then it's done, and then, you know, I don't know. Mm. Anyway, that's my stressful day. Yeah, (laughs) that's my uh, stressful day that I've chosen all of the stress. So, um, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for a little bit of a Christmas break. had my last client call of the year last night um and yeah just on a little bit of a chilled one. Oh, that's nice I'm very envious that you've finished for Christmas I, I've still got a few more days left to go but <laughs> I'm looking forward to I had some friends around yesterday and we did some like little festive catch-ups because I've not seen them for a while and um I'm also seeing some of my friends on Friday that I've like live abroad, so they're finally home. So oh, that's really nice. nice. I'm that's gonna see good. them on Friday. That's so I'm I'm well in the well in the like mood just to be doing it. But I feel like similar to you, I've got a lot on my list to do before that point. I'm literally looking at my list right now. <laughs> I'm going. What did, we, what did we do before lists? That's what I want to know. Hey. You know what? I remember there was a coach where the gym I worked in before the gym I worked in now. And he, you know what, I'm going to name drop him, William Green. Mm-hmm. And remember, he didn't have a diary. And I used to go, Will. <laughs> how do you keep a how track do you, of I don't understand how you don't have a, have a diary. And he's to like, be honest, oh, oh, I to need be honest, I, I'm more digital now. I, I, I very rarely have my paper diary, whereas I used to when I worked in 
my office job. I do have that, but it, it doesn't get used as much as my phone notes and my Google calendar and my Apple calendar, all that stuff. So for, for the last two years, I've honestly, I've got three diaries here. So no, three years where it's full up and every single day, right, I do. What's on? What's on the agenda? I have. <laughs> it's funny because this is just something that I feel like you can see how it's just the same every and it's on the left, it's my one-to-ones. And next to the the name is the number they're on in the month. Mm-hmm. And then any calls I have, and then the programming I've got to do. And then every, every without fail, there is not Sasha, a single- Sasha, Sasha's turning the pages for dramatic effect. <laughs> I thought you might be able to hear it. Um, <laughs> and you know what? So when I, at the end of the day, when I look at it, I just think, I have done everything. So it's not like, oh, I'm just going to check if I've missed a pro. It's like, no, I've not missed anything because yeah. everything is checked off. Uh, yeah, I feel you. We like a good we like a good inspirational notebook, don't we? Oh, we do. Let's do this. Um, Let's do this. Um, okay, this week's episode then. The final one of 2023. I forgot what year we were in then. God. This is the third year we've done this podcast. I know. Actually Do you know, uh, one of my clients, my newer clients, who I've only been training for about two months, said to me the other day that she's gone way back to the start and she's listening oh, to episode one. And I said to her, oh, gosh, you'll have to let us know how different, different. the episodes are, because I'm sure we were very wooden. And probably our opinions on things have maybe slightly changed or evolved yeah. over the years. So that'll be really interesting. I know mine will have on certain things, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be really interesting. And yeah, I think hopefully we'll become more natural at this. Yeah, uh, I feel like we already are. When we come at like, for example, now we started the pod like five minutes ago, but it's just, I feel like it's more like conversationally now and before it might've been like, here's the topic, number one, you know? Yeah, yeah. We're just in a flow now. And yeah. look at our friendship, it's just blossomed. <laughs> <laughs> the Zoom internet, well, actually, no, we've seen it. We've seen each other twice this year. I know it feels like we see each other more because we speak so often, but yeah, I know what you mean. Um, okay, so Sasha and I had a little chat and we thought what would be a really nice episode to round off the year would be to maybe talk about the lessons of 2023. Um, without it being just about us or just about fitness, we thought we would maybe talk about a few different things, which is maybe our own lessons of our own training um, yeah. over the last 12 months. We'd talk a little bit about business because we also know that we have a lot of coaches who listen mm-hmm. um, and some of the trends that we've noticed with working with clients um, and also talk about some of the lessons that we've learned from clients and their own experiences with health and fitness over the last 12 months. Um, they're not exclusive to the last 12 months. I'm sure no. we will have maybe seen some of these things in a longer period, but we thought it would be nice to talk about them and um, maybe just would would love to hear your own uh, take on your 2023 if you're doing a bit of a roundup. Um, Absolutely. Gives you a good idea of uh, maybe where you want to take 2024 as well. Are you, are you a um, are you like a, a a goal setter or a, do you like reflect on the, the past year? What do you tend to do? I love, I'm going to be a contrarian here in the fitness industry. I love New Year's resolutions. Mm. Love it. And it's and it not necessarily like I'm going to make sure I do this. It's not like a, here's my New Year's resolution. It's it's written down, which you'd expect from me. Um, but every year I'm like, by I always say like, by the end of the year, I want to be at least doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2022, no, 2023, yeah, this year. <laughs> I wanted to build my remote client base, right? And it wasn't like, I want to have this many. I want to, it was like, no, I just want to build my remote client base, whatever that, that looks like. Whatever yeah. that looks, yeah. Absolutely. And I've done, I've, no pressure, just that's what I want to do, right? And I've done it. Um, but like, yeah, no number, not a particular number, not like I want to be doing this by June, I want by June, I want to have this many or anything like that, because then it's just pressure. Um but I just have like a like a a thought, an idea in my head. Um and yeah, I've done it. It's interesting though, because a lot of people may say, Well, how do you know 
how what that build looks like successfully would you say if your goal was to build remote clients if you built it by one you would have still been happy no (laughs) because again how do you then measure it if that's not successful to you because I said to myself um as everyone knows I am the kind of coach who thinks that I will I will always be in some kind of gym unless in the future unless you know I've already done a year abroad if me and Dan maybe want to go live abroad I probably won't work in a gym but I will always have the goal to go back into a gym I won't I'm never going to be a a full remote I just I don't know I feel like never be a nomad you never be an online digital online I'm not like that I'm too much of a I'm too much of a homebody but I don't want to rule out as Dan travels for work I don't want to rule out living abroad in future for a year and working fully remote Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the difference is is that I don't see that as an end goal I see that as um, I might do it but I will always come back to a gym yeah yeah I think um Oh, my, my mic has been interrupted by a cat. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know what I know what you mean. I think it's always nice to have that element to your business, isn't it? Yeah. It keeps you. Uh, what we've spoken about before, it keeps you grounded to what's actually happening in the exactly. industry or exactly. the conversation that's happening. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I always think that when it comes to like sub goals and things like that, setting yourself those mini uh metrics that's worked for me in the past before when it comes to business or when it comes to fitness um and it can be really helpful especially when you don't necessarily know what something should look like maybe yeah 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 maybe it's maybe it's helpful for some people um I, I would I would say that you had within your head though a number because I'm sure we've had a conversation so it's just maybe that you just didn't put pen to paper to say exactly but it was still in there what you would be content within a range yeah Um, absolutely yeah you're exactly right and I think also that having that maybe a year abroad in the next five years in my head I basically said to myself I always saw online coaching is almost like a bonus to -to one-to-one like you do your one-to-one and then if you've got some online clients great and that was me a few years ago Mm -hmm. Um, I think 2023 was me like don't get wrong I still do 10 to 12 sessions every week um and I will that's always the goal no matter what um but I wanted to almost prove to myself that I could run an, an online fitness business on its own yeah yeah, that's that. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and um, that's so I wanted to be like, can I create? In fact, you know what I'll do? I'll read my cute little website that I built. I I wrote um you built a website. How long did that take you? Eight <laughs> <Are> years. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a little um intro. Oh, it's cute. Look like that. Oh, you can't see. Like yeah, I see. Um, I, see. I, I put. Um, I am a personal trainer and online fitness coach based in Manchester, the UK. I've been in the fitness industry for almost a decade, following in my mum's footsteps. Unlike many coaches, I was never a sporty kid or an athletic teen. I found fitness in my early 20s after watching it transform my mum's life. I took the plunge and joined a local gym and I've never looked back. I've completed over 7,000 in-person sessions and three years ago, after a year-long stint in the Middle East, I began coaching people from all over the world online. My main objective was to create a remote. This one, this is what's important. Contextual. <laughs> My main objective was to create a remote coaching business with the same personal attributes as in-person personal training, and I believe I've done just that. By capping my remote spots and working with people for years, not months, I'm able to help my clients in the, in ways I've always dreamt of, dreamed of, sorry, as their uh, full-time fitness coach. Client-centric, education-focused, truly individualized coaching is, in my opinion, the only way forward for a lifetime of movement and opportunity. So I basically said to myself that, can I create an online business that is personal, that is actually personal, not what people say is personal, like that is genuinely like relationship based. And I think the thing that's helped me the most with that is my two clients, shout out to Amy and Laura, who live in Australia, Um, because you can't get any further away. (laughs) No. No, no, you can't. You can't. You, could tr- you can't get any further away unless you're on another planet. Um, and Amy, Amy, we're going into my third. I'm going into my third year coaching Amy, and my I started training Laura in March, I think this year. Um, 
And I think those two have really helped. And my client in Saudi that I've been training for four years online. Um, I think those three have really helped me realize that it can be done. Yeah, and and I think that's it. Like the the relationship part comes back to the heart of it. As you mentioned there, truly personal. I think that's one of the things that is really hard to communicate with people when you first um, have that inquiry call or whatever that might be because there's so many coaches out there who say, uh, a, a tailored uh, plan or it'll be bespoke to you or um, it'll be really personal in a sense that you'll catch up with me every single week but ultimately as all of us will recognize those are just words they're not it doesn't necessarily mean anything, mean does, anything. That, does that person actually know what's going on in your life does that person actually uh, remember what you said previously around what triggers you from a stressful point of view or do they understand that when you're messaging in the app and you're talking about something in your workout and just even some of the things you're saying or uh, communicating on the call in the body language that you're giving them when you have a face-to-face chat that they're actually saying one thing but they mean another thing but you don't can't read that so there's there's so much to it when Sash say that relationship and connection are at the heart of the services that we provide is we actually we actually really mean it we, we don't we don't just mean it's a uh it's a tailored plan that I've written for every single one of you and you're all going to get it every single Monday morning we don't or um you're going to get a weekly check-in but actually uh because I've got 200 clients I'm going to get my mum to send out the same <laughs> message to you all but just change your name it's 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 not well it's, sometimes forget to change the name which I've heard name, which is yeah which I was like Brenda what Brenda. <laughs> that's yeah. my nana that was my nana's name but I don't know why that came to my <laughs> head. um yeah so I think that's that's it it's um it's yeah you're right you're right it's it's got to be it's got to be personal otherwise um it doesn't work especially in remote um and it is one of those things that I think you need to have that face-to-face interaction experience in order to be able to do that in the first place there's no way I could do it without those seven thousand but which is what is a huge problem within the fitness industry, isn't it? I think um, the the promotion of getting online quick because it seems almost easier. Uh, it seems easier. You don't have to commit to a location. You don't have to commit to um, times. You don't have to um, feel like you're, you're limited in the, the service that you're, you're able to offer. Obviously, if you're doing a PT session, you're there for an hour. Well, what if you could speak to five clients in that hour? Mm. That's how it's kind of projected. But I that, hate that. That experience, yeah, it is. But that experience is invaluable. And you mentioned, obviously, one of your goals this year was to do more remote. I actually went from having a fully remote business for about a year and a half, two years, to wanting to do more of a hybrid approach. So my goal uh, last year, into this year, was to get back doing more face-to-face clients and have a hybrid model, which which is probably about 50, 50, 60, 40 at the moment. Um, with my in-person online and I like having both like you say it, it's invaluable both is, best. Both is both it, it's is. invaluable because you you're able to you're able to take those experiences that you have with people face to face and be able to put that into your coaching online and the other way around as well so you're able to take what works for people who you're not seeing as frequently mm-hmm. and think about how that would help maybe the people who you're working with one-to-one Absolutely. But what would help them in the future if they were to go on and work solo on their own? Like what yeah. kind of things feed into that? So, yeah, it's, it's a it's a nice approach to have. Yeah, it's it's great. And in in twenty twenty four, um, my goal is to see if I can build online a little. Honestly, not not that much. I think if there was some business gurus listening to this, they'd be like, "Oh, how many?" And like, honestly, a few. That's what I mean. Um three to five is like a huge group when you look at the the size of the my client base three to five people as we know that's a lot of people mm-hmm. you know for us um so I that's all I want that's all I want to do and just so um you know now I'm, I'm you know me and Dan would have been together for in May May would be three years um and I would like to be able to go on his travels a bit more you know 
Um, but that's it, you know, and that's the only, I, as you know, I keep having to say, because I don't want any of my one-to-ones to listen to this, which I know they do and be like, I don't, you know, one-to-one is not important to me because it absolutely is. Um, otherwise I literally wouldn't, if it wasn't important to me, I wouldn't do it anymore. Do it. I do yeah. after nine years, I still do it. And every week I'm there. So they know, um, but it would be nice to be able to, um, you know, be able to pause my one-to-ones for a month one month of the year and just be like guys uh, I'll do your program for you or 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 go and do what you want you know you know what to do um because I want to go and see this country of Dan and not yeah, feel think- like, not feel like I'm losing like my entire income you know yeah and I think we're, we're speaking about business obviously as yeah. a reflection for this year but it's also <clears throat> important to acknowledge that the things that we prioritize within business um, are often a reflection of the things that we would like to achieve on a personal level as well. Yeah, absolutely. Because is it time? Is it freedom? Is it money? Is mm-hmm. it, what is it that you're wanting to achieve as a self-employed person is really important and it often helps shape your business. And that's yeah. why there's no wrong or right way to do it. As you mentioned just then, there might be some online business coaches thinking, no, you've got to scale, you've got to scale. But if your like, biggest value is time and you actually want to be able to spend more time with your with your boyfriend who mm. travels, or mm. if you actually want to be able to set up a family, or if you actually want mm. to be able to finish uh, at one o'clock on a Friday, whatever it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, anything. As a self-employed person, that's where you've got to be able to make those, those decisions. And sometimes it does come at a cost of, well, you're not going to grow your business any further. But some people will say, well, so what? So what? I'm happy. Yeah. I think... Um, can't remember who it was I saw it was a fitness coach I think I saw the other day um is it Luke somebody um Luna come on move out of the way you're such a hogger <laughs> she literally just sat, sits right in front of where I need to be um I can't remember his I don't know I think his surname is yeah it's like maybe Danish or Swedish so I think I'll right. kill it it's, it's like Luke Tollock but he yeah. put up a story the other day saying that he really values doing the school run. So yeah. ultimately, um, he could make more money if he yeah. didn't do it. But that's such an important part of his life that he isn't willing to sacrifice taking his daughter to and picking her up mm-hmm. from school. But business coaches would say, well, you could make an extra. Honestly. What have you. On. But it's, those are the, those it's are the business coaches who haven't got any mates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it, it is what it is isn't it you've got yeah. to be able to to understand um what what might you want that's, yeah and also what it can change that, that's the that's oh. the cool thing so just because where you are now is you want to do that doesn't mean that that's always the way it's going to be okay. um isn't it that um daniel what's that guy who i sent you the article who talks about how we often really struggle to envision the fact that as a person we are going to change in the future yeah oh yeah Yeah. I can't remember the name but I remember you sent it yeah I I like that it's a really good article yeah but it was it basically said that as humans we are very good at acknowledging oh I was such a different person when I was 20 or when I was 21 but when you think about where you're going to be when you're 41 or 51 people think they're going to be the exactly same person that they are now um whereas reality is we are just going to constantly change and so different and I I find that like exciting mm-hmm. and I yeah I like that I don't find that da- I know some people would find that quite daunting like I fucking love that oh I, I, literally this is how this is how much of a loser I am I even think oh I wonder what my I wonder what haircut I'm gonna have <laughs> <laughs> I, I said to um my client Karen on a call last night she's just a cool lady right so she's got like um really like icy blonde hair with like a micro fringe you know one of those short fringes and um, nice glasses. So when I got on the call, the first thing I said was, oh my God, your hair looks cool. And I said to her that if I ever moved to like a desert island, right, the first thing I do was it was have like a really short fringe to see it just because I wouldn't have to see anyone. So I just see it. I wouldn't care if I didn't pull it off. She was like, why don't you just have one? I was like, I don't know, maybe when, maybe when I'm older, <laughs> just so stupid. Yeah, some people can just pull it off, can't they? I... Some people look so cool. Like I'm like, it's the same as this piercing, you know, a septum for those listening. I had it once because I thought I might look quite cool with that. It looked so bad that I took it out, I think, within a week. And I was like, what was I thinking? But some people I'm like, you were you were born to have that. You were born to have that. You were literally born to have that piercing. It looks so good when they've got like a little cute 
button nose really yeah. symmetrical I would not be born oh my god it was awful Jess I I would not be born for that I'd also not be born for a micro fringe because as Matt often (laughs) says I haven't got I haven't got a forehead I've got a three head it's very small (laughs) so so a micro fringe would take up have you actually got put three fingers up oh yeah you have got a three head (laughs) look mine's four oh god a five head is big isn't it Four and then oh yeah. Is that why it's called is that actually why it's called a forehead? Because you can fit four fingers on it. It better not be. No, is it that... isn't. I've only got three. <laughs> yeah, you you would not. And I don't mind saying this to you. A micro fringe would not be your thing. <laughs> Thanks for telling me just before I was about to get it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine when you wake up, it would literally be like <laughs> Yeah. I used to have a fringe when I was like my hairdresser who cuts my hair now. I've known her since I was two. So we went to primary school together. No and we were, we were like, all oh, were best mates when we were kids. And um, she always says, she's like, what are we doing the, with the mushroom today? Because I used to have such a mushroom cut. Like little fringe. Yeah, like, like little bob. Dora yeah, proper, Flora. Yeah, proper square. Mm. I'm like, hey, I've grown out of that mushroom cut. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's funny. Um, okay, so that's more of like a, a business one. So yep. obviously you set yourself that goal and um, going into 2024, yep. it's 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 good to have these things around business, but also no pressure if you just have a vague idea or a range or mm-hmm. some place you know you'd be happy with. Yes. Um, I'm sure pe- business coaches will be freaking out with us saying yep. that, but um, it works for some people. Yep. Um, learn about ourselves with training then. What are we, as a reflection of our own sort of experience, experiences with fitness over the last 12 months um it'd be good if everyone when you when we're talking about this as well if everyone's thinking around their own Mm. reflections of what they've achieved with their health and fitness this year yeah I think um I've written down um I underestimate myself no get out of here (laughs) I don't know why it's it's um I don't know just yesterday is a perfect example in my program and I haven't had this recently and I obviously I've been doing eccentrics and loads of pulling or whatever but it just had um one strict pull up straight into eight to ten banded whatever and whatever band you could use to get eight to ten bear in mind I couldn't because the thickest band um I could only get five (laughs) but anyway they were quality reps I was happy with them but it said one strict pull-up, and I was like, I've not done a strict pull-up in since last year. I honestly can't remember. And I remember me and my client Ruth were like, and we're both PT, so we were like, should we just see if we can do a pull-up? And like I did a ropey one. Mm-hmm. It was not good. And I was like, oh, I, I don't I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it. And in the video that I put on my Instagram so you can literally see me smirking at myself because I'm like, why do I do that? It's the same with the push-ups in two weeks ago. There was push-ups in my program, and I was like, I I don't know if I can do them anymore and obviously I did it and then yesterday when I did the pull-up I did it so easily and I was like what is that what is it why in my head do I just it's it's in a it's literally my brain when it comes to my own training is full of assumptions it's like well I've not done it and it's like well no because you probably can do it yeah probably can do it and I did it and I did it three times and I probably could have done it another three times if I had the rest and I was like that is probably what is holding me back in my training is that I'm it's always assumptions it's always um oh I don't know I don't know if I'll be able to do that which is ridiculous because when I'm doing client programs and I maybe put something in that I think oh I just think oh let's try it but for me I'm like I don't know if I can do that yeah (laughs) why I don't know That's, that's definitely mine I just I always you always you always approach on the side of caution though don't you that's 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 just in your nature yeah it is yeah you're right I'm yeah it's risk averse I'm always on the side but even like I haven't done heavy conventional deadlifts in a really long time and if there was randomly there wouldn't be right now but if I looked at my program today and it said uh 100 kilo deadlift I'd be like what when I know that I could do I could I could lift it up I know I could because it's in there. I always say this to my client Rebecca, um, because she's a really good deadlifter, but um, uh, she's a surgeon, so she bends over in like a really awkward position a lot when she's operating. So her back's always a bit like fucked. Um, 
But I always say to her, like, it doesn't matter though, because it's in there. Yeah, it's yeah. There. You got it. You've done so many reps at 100 in your life that it's just there. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's just waiting. And if you want to awaken it, it's there. You can, you can always do it. Just, I just wouldn't do it right now. Just in case. Yeah. Um, and it's the same for me. So I give her that advice and she's like, no, you're right. And then I just don't give it to myself. I'm like, oh, but I know that if I went in, maybe not right now. If I went in after lunch and, you know, set up the bar, did a few warm ups, I could lift it up. Mm-hmm. Probably multiple times, but in my head, I'm like, but I've not done it. Mm-hmm. Which is just stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it is one of those things, though. It's so easy to underestimate yourself within your own training. I've seen it recently with quite a few clients where um, the, we've not been working together too long. Um, I took on a couple of one-to-ones in October, November time. And uh, one of my clients, Emily, who's actually just started listening to this podcast, I told you she's gone way back to the beginning of the episode. So Hello, Emily. We'll, we'll see when she catches up to this one. She's got a long way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we were speaking about... Uh, doing some uh, dumbbell press the other day and since we've been working together she's gone from two and a half to seven and a half in the space of six weeks right that's a lot lot. and we spoke about this because I said what made you think that two and a half was the the first weight that we should try she said well it's the weight I've always used and I was like okay cool and then I said and why do you think we've got up to seven and a half so quickly and she's like she said I think well maybe one because you're here so I feel reassured that I can mm. go to that place I was like agree and she had in two I probably was underestimating myself in the beginning wasn't I and I was like yeah. agree so I think like you say it's really easy for us to sell ourselves short because we often don't know what that that like max feels like or that that pushing ourselves because we we avoid discomfort at all costs, right? Yeah, um, yeah, literally, we really do. When we we know that we can do hard things. And actually, that's what I wrote on my notes. I put notice and then in brackets, gym. Um, yeah. I've said it before, but it goes, Emily, there is perfect. Guys, I'm not, I'm not, just, just to premise, <laughs> I'm not saying that all men are like this and I'm not saying that all women are like this. I'm just saying from, from training myself in a gym that is not the one I work in and I, and it's a small gym, I can't help but watch. Mm-hmm. Um, men always overestimate what they can do and women mm-hmm. always underestimate what they can do and I'm sure there's men listening that will 100% agree with that I know Dan would agree with it no matter what um, the men always have weights that they can't necessarily do but they will struggle through it because it, mm-hmm. they can't bring themselves to bring it down the women will always do a weight that's half of what they can do so and you'll you can see, see women yeah, yeah it you can see you can it see it when the weight's flying I'll go I'm gonna put it up a bit. Like, really I'm like yeah literally flying around to the point where you could launch it right mm-hmm. throw it and you know dumbbell row with four kilos and it's not hard and it and people might be like oh yeah but you don't know how hard it is like I've, I've done 7,000 PT sessions I know what hard is mm-hmm. I can tell when something's hard and um just like 15 reps like that was easy you could in that um say say that's four. You could do ten. You could mm-hmm. do ten. Oh, ten? No, what? No, you can do ten. Meanwhile, on the other side of the gym, you got Darren, dumbbell rowing forty kilos, about three inches. Yeah, he's and, not even his oh, elbow's not not gotten anywhere near his side the whole nope. time. <laughs> and he's just launching it, and then you just think, Darren, mate, if you went down to thirty, which is still great, right? You could do ten really nice solid reps. And I just think, obviously, we know, you know, the, the reasons. Um, but I just think that I see it. I go into that gym four times every single week and I see it every single time. There is yeah. not a single day where I go in and I don't notice that, which gives me, I think, a right to say that there's something in that. Which is one of the reasons I love working with women so much, because it, it is having that person in your corner to be like, I know you can do this. Come on. And I think it's just, it's so, because we are, we are so guilty of doubting ourselves. Um, I had this conversation with a client exactly the same the day where I said, you you can do hard things. You know, you can do hard things. Mm. Um, And, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm cheesy as fuck really. I'll do this. (laughs) I have upstairs under my desk, like I I keep them just on my little uh, drawers that are next to my desk. Um, my marathon medals because when I'm having a little stress and a meltdown about work I'll just get them and I'll be like I can do hard things yeah 
I know it's physical v mental, but I'm like, I can do hard things. And you need that reminder every now and again, just to tell yourself, come on, you've done this. But if, if people think as well for a second that, the more you train or what have you, it, it um, you don't get that voice. You don't get that voice going to your head on the second set and you've got four sets to do of, um, I don't know, some pull-ups or some heavy lunges or whatever it might be. I could just, I could just not do it now and no one would notice. Of course you still have that voice in your head. <laughs> you, choose, you choose to override it. Yeah. So I think it's just reminding yourself that every time you go into the gym and you override that feeling of avoiding discomfort by choosing the lighter way yeah. or by just tapping out of the workout early because no one is ever going to know you are strengthening that signal that you yeah. can do hard things and you're reinforcing to yourself that you know where those boundaries lie to go that little bit further yeah um, absolutely. absolutely and that in itself is enough reason to go to the gym for me because yeah. it's great for you and I, I train three guys right and not I'm not Andreas I'm not saying love I mean, <laughs> I mean, I love tra- like they're just great people, right? Three 60 year old and then two like around our age. And they're just so great. And so I'm, this is what I'm not, I'm not saying like oh, I don't hate men or whatever. I'm just saying from what I said about the gym is that not everyone's like that. No, no, no. I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's a fair point. Obviously, I only work with females um, at present. So mm. I uh, enjoy. Yeah, of course, of course. And I think naturally we will, I will always have a a higher percentage of women naturally, but I do train those three guys and I, and they're they're absolutely great. Um, And yesterday, you know what, I just want to add this in yesterday, I was in the gym and there was this guy, I think he was, honestly, I think he was about 17. Um, I could, he was training so nicely, Jess, right? So nicely. Just a polite young man. I said to Dan, I said, did you see that? Cause he, Dan was in the gym with me. Um, I said, did you see that kid in like the beige sweatshirt? And he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, he must have been, he got to be a teenager. Um, and it, honestly, and you know what? He was training so nicely. And then he took his sweatshirt off and he had a, he had a, um, a cast. Oh, really? He had um, he might broken his wrist or something. And he was on the cables and he'd, he'd made this wrap, right? Thicker, spongy thing. And he had it on his arm. So he could put the handle on the spongy thing and he was doing like raises he he was he was almost holding it in like a an uh what's it called false grip yeah like put and pulling and everything was just so good and I just and I kept thinking like there are people out there who have like um hurt their knee and are not training up a body my my man's got a broken arm <laughs> and he's lit and he and he was doing everything so nice he was putting loads of effort in and I didn't say anything because he would have been like who the hell is this middle-aged woman old lady um but it just made me smile and, and that's me uh, bigging up the guys again but I just just thought like I love that shit and I was just yeah. like, it just made me smile so much. And I said, Dan, did you see? He had, a, he had a broken wrist and he was, he created this little pad and he was proper going for it. And he was training as if he hadn't hurt himself, but in a very safe way. And mm. I think that's another reason why I will never, ever give up fully one-to-one because you don't, you don't see, it's so good to watch people train. It's yeah, just, it yeah. is. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, Yeah, I I agree. There's um there are so many benefits for that. Um so yours was Under- stop underestimating yourself. Mm-hmm. Um mine was um it was actually quite an insightful year. Obviously, I got married in September, as many of you guys know. Um and for the first year in a while, I actually didn't have anything sort of health or fitness related that I was working towards specifically. Um in even last year I did I did the marathon and the Great North Run last year um the year before I'm sure I had something I can't even remember now but I it's it, it I've had a a tendency to have a big event to work towards and I actually do quite like that not every year but at least every sort of other year. or something like yeah. that yeah um with this year with it being the wedding I actually uh trained myself for about six months um just 
um, knew that I was going to have a lot on in regards to social events. And I think we had five weddings, like friends and family this year. So it was quite a lot. And um, yeah, so my lesson was the fact that life was really busy and not putting extra pressure on myself to work towards something specific actually was quite nice and worked out quite well. So um, the lesson being that I don't always need that. Um, although it does it does make me more excited for next year to think, okay, what can I work towards next year? Because I feel like this year has been quite chill. Yeah, and but I don't think there's anything. Wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think being able. I think before maybe you would have felt uncomfortable with the fact that you're not building up to anything. But to be able to have a year where you're not directly working towards anything fitnessy and feel okay about it, that's yeah, win for you. Yeah, I think that is a big win. I think and I think that's the 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 lesson is um I don't always need it and um my life took a priority mm-hmm. over health and fitness. Say that to me when I was 24, 25 and I would have thought, "What? Why are you not working towards anything? That's so like so wrong. It's so out of character or what have you." And mm-hmm. as we mentioned with business goals, it's still nice to have those sub goals. So I'm still in the gym working on my chin-ups. Still do, <laughs> do my thing, still doing my sessions a week. Um, a client actually asked me last week, uh, last week or the beginning of this week, beginning of this week, because I was talking to her about my concussion and banging mm. my head and how I'd not done anything for eight days. I'd not trained. Wow. I'd literally just walked. Yeah, um, I tried to tried to go on the bike back end of last week, but I felt dizzy, so I just stopped. Mm. Um, and... She was like, oh, oh, I bet that impacted you quite a lot. How did you feel? And I said, not actually that bad, you know. Um, I think previously it would have, like, thrown me. I did notice my mood was really low, but that can also be a, a symptom of concussion. And mm-hmm. the fact I was in my luteal phase, always the same. <laughs> so yeah. I don't think that that was anything specific to not exercising. But I do notice how I feel when I, when I move. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're able to not train and it not really impact it. The benefit of not working towards a specific event, there's no pressure. The fact that I had a week off. Um, whereas if I was doing marathon training or anything like that, even though it's you've got sometimes got to, if you're poorly or what have you, there was no pressure because if I had a week off, guess what? It changes nothing. nothing. So. Yeah, but that's the beauty of... <laughs> It's so hard to say this sentence without sounding unbelievably cliche. <sighs> but that's the beauty of being consistent most of the time, as in a, yeah. week, a week off, honestly. I say this to clients all the time, you know, they'll be really, really consistent and then they have a week where, I don't know, something happens. Christmas Just life. life. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, the hangover is biblical. And um, they're like, I feel so bad. And I'm like, and I look, literally, this year, You've, you've you've barely missed anything you it's not like you deserve this but it's like you you can have that now yeah I'm not saying you couldn't have it before but you know we're not going to lie and say that it doesn't matter if, you, if you're inconsistent with training then you have two weeks off you better believe you're losing something yeah because that's just not you know that's how the human body works but if you just like me for example I've been so consistent with my training since since uh, I've been working with Mass again in, in June I've missed, yeah, I've missed a couple. Yeah, I, I actually think I've missed a couple. That's it. I don't care. Yeah, it's just a speck, isn't like, it? You know, say, oh, um, can you move that session over to next week? I couldn't do it this week. And it's not like, why? What, why? what happened? It's just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But if I was missing, if I was missing weeks every month, you better believe he'd be like, Sash, what the fuck, are you, what's going on? Yeah, what's what's happening? What's going on? But you can have that. And like Je- Jeff having concussion and not training. Don't, yeah, you 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 had a hit to the head. Yeah. Don't train. That's why I even sent yeah. message in the morning. Like, let's not do the podcast. Like, you've been hit in the head, on the mm. head of your brain. Like, just leave it. It doesn't matter. Um, But having that mindset is so important. Yeah, because like it's such a... Yeah, stops you going into turmoil when you can't because reality is there are going to be so many instances in the future where you can't, things that are out of your control, um, whether that's work, illness, um, the gym, floods, whatever it is, there's going to be something where you, you can't get to do what you want to do. 
Um, and you need to be able to be more relaxed about that because it's not it's not going to help. Um, the only time when that it does feel more important, and I think sometimes people get confused, is when it does come to sporting events and things that you're working towards. There's a reason that there's a plan in place for that. If you, if you've said you're gonna if you've said you're gonna do something and you're missing session after session after session for a run yeah. or yeah. Um, you're training for high rocks and you're just not doing the, the work. Yeah. When you come to do the event, it will feel like trash because you've not done the work. So those things feel a little bit more pressured and that's why sport is what it is. It's a higher yeah. pressure environment. Absolutely. And I, I've had, you know what, I've had a few conversations like that this year with people training for events, high rocks, marathons, whatever. And it does need a conversation. And mm. and it's always a little bit nerve wracking because you never want to. It's not obviously. I'm not going to say it's confrontation. Obviously, it's not. But it's a conversation that's not like you know, a hundred percent positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, maybe that's another thing that I've learned is that sometimes with clients in the nicest way, and I'm sure they appreciate it. And you know, it's not. We've I've never argued. <laughs> but sometimes you got to say, do you want to do this or not? Yeah. You you don't have to. You, it, I I don't really mind if you do it or not but if you do want to do it then you have that like there's not much choice in the matter unfortunately as to what how you train because the event in, it needs what it needs um mm. and you know what 99.9999999% of the time they're like you're right yeah what not more not point no 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 one percent they're like fuck you no I'm joking that's <laughs> 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 what happened um <laughs> But I think working with people like that, and that's why we say relationships are so important because you need to be in that situation with a client where you can say that. Um, yeah, it works both ways, the honesty part, yeah. doesn't it? Because Oh, yeah, I want them to say it to me as well. If, like if we've said, if someone said, if someone said to us, I've actually thought about it and I don't want to do it, great. But it would take that would be really hard for someone to say if they didn't feel like oh they were trying to do it to impress us or they felt like they were trying you know what I mean it was it was for a reason that didn't seem aligned in the first place yeah um, absolutely absolutely yeah um okay and then client trends then so things that we've seen by working with clients over the last sort of 12 months and again I guess it's not exclusive to the 12, 12 months but things that we've uh we we notice or we continue to notice as common themes or trends I've found that I was saying to Jess just before we hopped on this call, um, on my app that I've been using for a really long time, over three years, because it was September 20... It was earlier than that. No, that was... I'm on, I'm on it with you now as well. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we're we on the jo- a joint app. We've merged. Uh, we've merged. I've been on it three years. Um, and uh, on the... I always say to Jess, and I'll say it again, and I'll keep saying it just to reiterate, I hate the word compliance. It sounds like military army chat I hate it um but it's basically like consistency like how many sessions have been missed and my the all time so since since I opened the app uh the client's consistency is 89 which is high and if you're a client listening you know that uh in our calls sometimes I'll say like if they're feeling down I'm like check I can't see your compliance on your phone but if you go on now and they're like oh where's mine? mine you can see it but I can't see it on your phone yeah. um and if it's in the 80s fucking bravo you've done what most people don't do you've done 80 percent of what i've given you good work it's Mm. very 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 good and i can't reiterate that enough it's it's outstanding work um and i looked and i was like shit and yeah it's the clients doing the work absolutely but i also wanted to also tell myself that it's got something to do with me (laughs) not they've done it but I, yeah, they've done I, yeah, so I, I feel like for me, I have really got to the point where clients are being consistent because we figured it out mm-hmm. and it's never at the beginning. It's never straight away. It's never like, oh, consi- oh, you've done it all forever. Woo. It's, um, and I feel like I've just been more, um, questiony, made up a word. Questiony, good word. And then like on every call, and again, if you're a remote client listening to this, you all know that I ask the question about three times every call. 
Is there anything else? Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, no sometimes <laughs> yeah. I've said it and they're like, no, no. And they'll say it one more. And then at the end, I'm like, nothing else. And they're like, oh, actually. And I'm like, just say it. It's better out in the open. Yeah, get and, it out. I've always said, and 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 every call I'll say, how's training? Is there anything you want to change? Is there anything you love? Is there anything you're just like really not into? And it's not that serious and you just want to change it for something else. And I always, and I think I've just been a lot more direct with asking those questions. And I feel like, my clients are more comfortable to just say I hate that you know that exercise we do on Thursday with the I hate that mm-hmm. take it out I don't care it, it's not that serious and again unless it was like you were training for pull-ups and it was a pull-up thing I'd yeah be like, you, um, want, you want to do pull-ups or it's an avoidance of something specific when yeah. someone needs to work on it yeah yeah but when it's just you know what the movement doesn't feel right I don't enjoy it and every time it's on the program I dread it a little bit when I could easily just change it for something else just tell me. Yeah. I really hate that. Um, if it's if it's something that's just really hard, to, I always think like a single leg deadlift to coach online is always quite hard because it's it's something that sometimes I just want to touch you and move you and like try and figure it out. So it is hard online, but I always explain that. I always say it's the hardest one to learn. It will take, you're not going to get it straight away unless you, I don't know, you're just one of those people that just gets mm-hmm. deadlift. Um so if that's hard for a few weeks, they're not enjoying it. I always say, you'll get it in the end. Because I know yeah, that movement pattern is really important. But if it's like a variation of um, a pull or something, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I'll just change it. And I think that's what I've got. I think that's what I've noticed within clients is consistency. And like, for example, it's Christmas now. And so I sent out a message on the app. Um, apart from the obvious days, can everyone just let me know what they'll need off? Um, mm-hmm. And if that was in 2018, I bet 90% of the people would have been like, yeah, I'm just going to leave it for two weeks. But now yeah. everyone's like, uh, Christmas day off, Boxing Day off. Um, then I'll, just normal. I'll run yeah. on the 27th, I'll do my session. And I'm just like, I got a lot of work to do. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah I really, I enjoy that though. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, obviously I'm joking and I like it. But I think that that's credit to them and they're they're um they're in, they're ready to go and they want to do it. But I also think I'm going to allow myself a part of that credit as to I've um, managed to get them to a place where they actually like yeah. it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's it's it's easy one just to slide over, isn't it? But yeah. if you've got clients who are uh, tromping at the bit to do more, mm. that's always a massive credit to how we're coaching right because if it was something that they weren't enjoying or if it was that sh- but again I think that comes down to that short-term mindset whereas Absolutely. we're just we're just the opposite direction of that yeah um it allows people to realize that they can have a couple of days off if they've got a busy Christmas period and it's not the end of the world but then they'll be buzzing to get back to it in January or yeah. actually um the schedule is going to be pretty similar apart from Christmas Day and Boxing Day so can you just program me as normal because again they're enjoying it and they want to yeah, get the session so exactly. like, that's what's nice about it it's um it's been able to to be able to to execute on it in yeah, that way they're, re- they're ready to go you know I had uh my client that I had call with last night Karen she's been doing um I think she, she she started in March or April um and she's been doing three sessions a week again very very consistent apart from like a little holiday here and there but even when she went to Tenerife she did her three sessions because there was a really cool gym there um but she said to me last night she goes oh I don't want to like solidify yeah I don't want to like put it in place but you know I might be ready to move up to four soon four sessions and I said oh interesting she goes because I do Monday and Tuesday and Friday and she goes by Thursday I feel like oh I've wait for two days (laughs) And I said, isn't that cool? I was like, I said, you you do it whenever you want. I'm not saying that I want you to do it. I want you to want to do it. And then literally, and then she was like, oh, and then maybe, um, you know, we add some more like aero work in. And I'm just like. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. I'm like. Ha- I love Such this. a good. It's so so nice. <laughs> but again, but again um, yeah. we, we're saying this, but if anyone's listening and thinking, oh, maybe I should be asking them to do more. No, it has to fit. No, it has, no, no. It has, it has to, to make fit. It has to make sense for you because more isn't always better as well. Like I would much rather a client mm-hmm. do two or three sessions a week yeah. if that's what suits them yeah. rather than tell, tell, telling me that they want to do four or five just because they think 
that would please us or yeah. make us happy it, it has to it has to fit around your lifestyle absolutely absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I said to her I said look we can go up to four but it doesn't that doesn't mean that going down to three when you if you're busy is bad you can do no that's it for a bit you could be really quiet for a bit and do four you could then be really busy and do two it's like it doesn't actually it doesn't actually matter that much mm-hmm. but it has, you have to want to because four is a lot yeah I I go to the gym I work in a gym and I train four times a week and I don't think if if I if I did do that year abroad in the next five years and do um just online I would probably do five if mm-hmm. there was a gym there but that's only because suddenly all that time's there yeah, you have more time. I think oh you know I need to do more it's like well I've got time so why not but yeah with my life at the minute for works so well so I wouldn't put five in because I'd just be I'd be trying to shoehorn it in somewhere and it probably wouldn't be that good yeah that's it yeah yeah I agree um and I think from my point of view from a client's that I've noticed and continue to notice um is just the better connection that people make with themselves yeah the more successful quote-unquote people end up being um and what I mean by that is the more inquisitive you get about why you do certain things with your health or mm. um, what suits you most as an individual or whatever that might be, the more successful that you seem to be in your endeavours, whether that's with training goals specifically or understanding why you have certain habits around nutrition or yeah. understanding more about actually what you make time for and prioritise in your yeah. life and how health and fitness can fit in the more curious you get about that, mm-hmm. the more successful you are. And, and a lot of that comes down to the, the conversations that I have with people and mm. trying to guide them on that journey. But I also think there's it's such a testament to people who are willing to do the work, who are yeah. willing to actually sit with uncomfortable thoughts, emotions, yeah, or um, just have a little thing like, oh, it's strange that I do that. I never really thought, do you know what? I'm actually going to mention that to Jess when I next have my call with her. I'm like... I love that stuff. I love where people are just making little side notes um, in the heads for for when we chat because it really does help develop on this this journey that they have for themselves. And Absolutely. I think that's, that's definitely a theme I've noticed. Absolutely. Content. And I think as, as well, um, the clients, the clients uh, that's all down to them. However, mm. I think that the, the, the more that you and I talk about that kind of stuff on here and on socials or something is the reason we're able to have more conversations like that now because the people who come to us like that client who I was talking about there's a reason that after following me on Instagram for how, however long when she started we were having those conversations was because of what we talk about mm-hmm. so if we it just shows that if you actually just continue to talk about the stuff that you think matters the people that come to you will I think it matters. Be, be be the people who want to work on those kind of things as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's um, and I think both you and I are very um, open and honest. I think that that helps because, well, like we've mentioned today, we talk about our own thoughts and struggles and things like that with training. So it's helpful maybe to hear our own take on what we're learning about ourselves along the way as well because it 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 gets people thinking oh yeah mm, maybe, maybe that's something I should ask myself or maybe I should yeah I don't know it's just a it's just all food for thought isn't it there's no there's no right or wrong way of doing this thing it's just oh. all constant exploration um, yeah. and the best way to do that is through conversation whether that's having a chat in your rest break with your coach or it's in your monthly consult it's it's all relative absolutely absolutely lovely lovely chat We'll have a great time in Italy. I will. The weather's actually quite nice, you know. I'm so jealous of getting a bit of sun. My, you were in shorts today as well, by the way. Right now. Yeah. How do you know? Because you put your knee up a minute ago. I mean, <laughs> um, how do I know? Because I'm watching you. I'm hot. Um, I'm in a vest and shorts. Yeah, I know. That's that's wild to me. My my, apart from my neck and my head, I've not seen any daylight since October. Yeah, but look. Yeah, you're right next to a radio. Fair and enough. So this corner is like the warmest corner in our house. And I'm like, I'll do calls in the winter. 
and I'm like red and hot. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. So, do you, want me, do you want to see the weather? This is this is the weather I'm going to. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It's not. It's not. You know. Um, tomorrow when I get there, it'll be 13, sunny and cloud. Friday, fifth. So Friday's the nicest day. It's fully sun and 15. It's better. Mm. Than yeah, it's better than this. At least it's not raining though. And do you know what though? It just don't you feel like it's just a bit anticlimactic in December when the weather is neither sunny or snowy <laughs> like I just want give me something don't give me in the middle yeah I fully agree and I just hate I I hate rain so yeah if I look at my Italy weather and it's not raining that says to me I'd have to take a raincoat and that to me is moi Chef's yeah kid. you've won take the money Jane take it <laughs> <laughs> oh. right <laughs> happy happy new year and merry christmas to every listener we adore you for the support yeah, over the last you. and just so you know there won't be um an app next week but there will be an app on the 3rd of jan sure will it will be pre-recording and my mum might be on it i just thought that bring her in yeah okay there you go guest confirmed january 3rd okay. um Sweet. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you ever so much. We'll see you in the new year. Bye. Bye.